0: The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 105.9, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. sponsored by Advocate Healthcare and Athletico Physical Therapy. Now from Alice Hall, here's the voice of
1: the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Bears Coaches Show featuring head coach Matt Eberflus. A pleasant good evening, everyone. I'm Jeff Joniak. We're with you until 8 o'clock tonight when we turn it over to Monday Night Football. Joined in progress, a doozy Buffalo taking on Cincinnati in the AFC battle for the top seeds there and uh, some great stuff going on in that conference. And you'll hear that on 780 AM with news continuing on 105.9 FM. Good evening, Matt. How are you feeling? Good evening. How are you? Doing okay. We're down to the wire here. Last one. Uh, There's both... uh, uh, feelings of okay, it's been a long season, uh, but also you hate to see it end. Sometimes uh, that's speaking from an announcer's point of view. Now you guys are putting in uh, the long hours and the work, and the players are putting uh, uh, you know a great beating on their body every day to get ready for each and every week. But how do you look at the finale uh, of this season?
2: Yeah, I just look back and see you know how the guys' work patterns were. You know during the whole year, you know the guys uh, worked really hard in practice, in the meetings. Um, they improved every single game uh, during the course of the year. And uh, I, I really want to thank those guys for all their hard work uh, during the course of this. And this this week's no different. You know, we're going to start over um, here coming up uh, game planning for Minnesota and get get going on the on the week.
1: You know, you, you told me something several weeks ago uh, during the midst of this losing streak. Uh, and it doesn't feel good for anybody, obviously, to lose nine in a row and twelve of thirteen. But you told me that if the Bears win nine in a row and twelve of thirteen, you're going to be the same guy. The team's going to have the same approach. Um, why did you tell me that? And is it hard to do both? Is it hard to handle the losing and is it hard to handle the winning?
2: Yeah. I mean, with uh, winning and losing, there's always outside noise, you know, so you always got to be able to handle that, you know, and that comes from a lot of different spaces, right? It comes from your family. It comes from the media. It comes from different areas. And you have to really do a good job of filtering that information and getting back to the business at hand. And what that is, is execution. That's what you have to do. You want to be able to get down there with your coach and the player, Get together and execute, and that's what wins football games, and that's what we're doing right now, building that foundation.
1: I also don't want to minimize the impact of both winning and losing on a coach or a team, because the losing definitely doesn't feel good. It's not like you're just trying to forget about it and move on. It, 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 I'm certain, it just tears you to pieces. Yeah,
2: I mean, it really does. It's you know, when you look at winning and losing, you know, the losing part of it, you know, is always reflective. You have to look and see what you could do better and improve upon what you can do, you know, and that's what uh, good teams do. You know, they constantly get better, and I believe our team has done that.
1: Uh, a lot could be looked at uh, from yesterday that could be better. Uh, wh- what was your review?
2: Yeah, so I, I thought the uh, game started out really strong, you know, with, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, really uh, did a good job of, uh, you know, scoring on that first drive, and I believe we're 12-16, of 16, number one in the NFL um, at doing that, so
1: fifty-two points tied with Minnesota points. for second overall. But that's hey, an yeah. that's that's an impressive that's highest percentage in the league, though, of scoring.
2: Right, right. So that's that's really good by those guys, the offensive staff and the offense in general. Uh, really good. And then, the, you know, obviously we ended up with that Cole commit touchdown. That was an excellent. I'm sure we'll talk about it later in the show. And then uh, the second drive was a really good drive. And then actually the we actually you know capped that off with a field goal. Um, and then the third drive was actually a pretty good drive too. That's where we had the Cole commit incomplete pass. We had things going there, and it kind of stalled out. But uh, overall it was a good start by the offense. And defensively you just got to do a better job you know, of executing and tackling and cupping the ball. Um, again, it wasn't a good day for the defense, but it wasn't indicative of what the effort and the, and the, the style they've put out there the last few weeks, you know versus Green Bay, Philadelphia, you know, Buffalo. I thought they had some good performances with a lot of young players um, those last few weeks. So, uh, again, we want to get that back on track this week.
1: So so would you, cause, because many writers wrote about, you know, they questioned the effort. They questioned, did, did you
2: yesterday? Well, I know this. When you give up big plays, uh, there's 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 always, and you give up the cup, you know, and plays break through there, then it doesn't look great. You know, but when you snuff plays out and play things the right way and keep them in front of you, then guess what you look fast you look quick you're striking and that's the big part of it you got to do a great job at the first level to make sure those things don't break through there
1: the, the passing game obviously all season long uh it's been a heavy run offense clearly and that's been very successful but what is your analysis right now of where the passing game is at and obviously there's a lot of moving parts here it's not the 11 you figured would be starting uh all the way through the season that's never the case uh, but there's there's been reasons right
2: yeah, I, I think that the passing game from yesterday, if you look at it, you know, if we uh, take the checkdowns, take the the short throws and the catch and runs when they're playing the zone that they played some yesterday, um, I think we will probably have eight or nine more completions, you know, and I think that's something that we need to continue to work on with Justin and in uh, our receivers, you know, uh, you know, in scramble drills getting open too. I think we missed a
1: couple opportunities there as well. Jared Goff on screen passes is like ninety percent completion to, to backs this year. Uh, is that an area that can really just boost the overall attack and, and set you up for bigger plays throughout the course of a drive or season? Yeah, I
2: think you know we had, we did have a nice screen yesterday, the Demo. Demo had a nice little screen, and he split two and did a, did a pretty good job. I thought that was one of our best timing in terms of halfback screens um, that we had all year. We've been doing a great job with the Y screens, you know, to Cole. Cole's done a great job with those. Uh, we've connected on those a lot, and I think the halfback screen is certainly something we can improve on.
1: Tom Thayer's ready to kill me because every week we do a game preview that you can see on ChicagoBears.com and all the different social platforms, and I have we each have to pick an offensive defensive player to watch for the game. And I, I've been picking Cole Komet almost every other week here of late because I just see this great potential. And yesterday again, there were many times uh, that he was like there was places where he was open to have uh, even a bigger day. Has his climb over the course of the season been something that has really caught your attention, not just as an inline blocker, though?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. He's had a really good year, um, and I think the connection with him and Justin has just improved, you know, kept improving over the course of the whole season, the second half of the season for sure, and he's continuing to grow. You know, he's, he's got a lot of room for growth, um, you know, in terms of his route running and, you know, his, uh, you know, ability to, uh, you know, run after the catch is always going to be highlighted, but... Uh,
1: He's improving for sure. Well, and he's a heck of a uh, under center uh, quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for you can build many different plays from this now for sure, because I'm sure everyone thought he was sneaking on third and one.
2: Yeah, we worked. We've worked on that play for four weeks, and we called it finally this week. So it's been it's been a while.
1: You know, I gotta admit, I, I actually I had my head down looking at a stat, and I see a pitch out to the Fields, and I, I don't I don't know how he got it. I, I never saw him sneak under center there. 31 yards later, it's a great play, and everybody's yeah. talking about it. So. That's the beauty of the, the shell game that is uh, offensive football in the National Football League. But, you know, those things on tape, then everybody's got to be looking for it, and you could always build off of that. Yeah, it, right? no doubt. You build off the looks and
2: build off what you're doing tendency-wise, and that will certainly be fun.
1: The
0: Bears Coaches Show with Matt Aberfloos and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues.
1: Justin Fields on center man in motion. Play fake, setting up the throw. Looking right, wide open. Commit turns up at the five to the end zone. And he plows through a lion right front pylon. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. And another opening drive score. A 13-yarder on third and two. Two big third and short conversions by Justin Fields. One with his legs, one with his arm. Cole Komet with his sixth touchdown of the year. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. This is Matt Eberflus and Jeff Joniak. Great seats available to you see you. your Chicago Bears this season at Soldier Field. Get your tickets at chicagobears.com slash tickets. Only touchdown drive of the game. The opening drive. Cole Komet, 13-yard touchdown pass. Uh, break that one down, wide open, pigeon catch.
2: Yeah, uh, really good play design by Getze there. Um, obviously, play fake to the left, a uh, little hide pass there where Cole sneaks under the line there, and uh, he's wide open in the flat. Um, the cool thing about that play was uh, Herbert. Herbert did a great job of blocking on the edge, and he cut cut the defensive end. And uh, Justin had a really good touch pass on that. You know, I think he really did, he did a nice job of throwing it up in there. And then uh, the end of that play, to spring the touchdown was was uh, Pringle. Pringle had to shield the the, the defensive back, and then uh, obviously uh, Cole did a great job of getting it in the end zone. All
1: right, so you arrive here today, talk to your players. It's the last week of the season. We know now uh, the NFL decided Sunday at noon, so are, are you good with that? I know it's Sunday at noon. Good old-fashioned way to end the season yeah, against Sunday the Vikings. At noon, yeah, Sunday at noon at
2: Soldier Field. You can't beat it against the Vikings. So we're excited about doing our last performance here uh, for this group. And, uh, again, it's a young group. You know, we've been through a lot of uh, adversity this year. Uh, but we're looking to finish it off the right way.
1: So when you're, when you're talking to them in the meetings, do you get a sense of where they're at?
2: Yeah, you do. You know, the guys are upbeat and positive And, you know, exactly what Justin said in, at, to the media yesterday. You know, he talked about, hey, how do you get better? You know, you learn, you grow, and you work hard and that's exactly what he's been doing all year, and that's exactly what our guys have been doing, you know, so you just got to keep growing through these performances and keep learning and keep working hard, and that's the only way you get it done.
1: Yeah, and, and when you take a loss like that one in the division, even though you're positive and you're, you're looking to the future, every guy's looking at their own uh, situation, and I could hear it. I could hear that that one stung these guys. Like, that one hurt. Like, in the recent weeks, I haven't heard it that way, but, this one kind of stung. Yeah, because yeah, because of the last
2: few weeks we were in the ball game, you know, to the very end, to the fourth quarter, you know, and we were in those games, you know, you know, against Buffalo, you know, against Philadelphia, you know, against Green Bay, you know, so we were in all those games, and then before that, shoot, there were one, one or two point scores, you know, you know, to win the game. So that's probably why, you know, because the the situation and the score was, you know, so. But the guys kept battling, kept fighting. And, Again, that wasn't indicative of our whole season.
1: Because we've been battling and fighting and competing every single week. All right, let's talk about Justin because we can talk about his overall development, but I want to talk about leadership. And this is what you've been seeking. This, when he answered questions about Chase Claypool and going to Chase Claypool and talking to him on the sideline when he was a little frustrated, that's a significant development from your team leader and your starting quarterback. Yes, it it is for sure. And
2: uh, you know, I I I read what he said. You know, uh, last night. because you know, somebody sent it to me, and uh, and I was so impressed with his leadership and his maturity, You know, his ability to go over during the course of a game to talk to another player, um, I think, just shows uh, what you're looking for in a leader, and then they have the ability to go ahead and express himself when somebody asks him the question in the, to the media later on, so to me, that's uh, that's really good by uh, Justin in terms of his leadership.
1: Now, how do players take that from a uh... – 24-year-old quarterback.
2: No, I think it's good. You know, it's he's obviously in the leadership position as the quarterback, and uh, it's important for him to do that. You know, we, all, we said from the beginning that you want to model behavior, you want to inspire, you, you want to encourage, but you also want to challenge. And that right there was he was challenging another teammate to have, you know, go about it a different way and have some self-control, right, and to, to have passion but also have self-control at the same time.
1: This is an emotional sport, and having done an interview for, for our TV feature for Bears Game Day Live with Chase Claypool. He has a lot of passion in him. How do you allow that still to be shown but yet remind him that you know, th- this is the way we do things here in Chicago.
2: Yeah, I would just say to you know, w- when you're always working with your teammates, you're encouraging them, you know, and you're challenging yourself, you know, to get better. And you challenge guys by making plays. You know, you go out there and make plays, and that's how you go ahead and get enthusiasm going by making critical plays, make a big catch, you know, make a big run, you know, big yards after catch, uh, you know, make a big interception, whatever that might be. But that's always done by performance, and that you know, that's, that's done through execution. That's how you get passion and emotion in the game. Obviously, you have to have both, you know, to be able to do it at one time. You know, you have to have passion and, and execution at the same time. So, that's what we're working to do.
0: Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show featuring Maddie Berfloos on Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station, 1059 WBBM.
1: Four-man or With time, Fields stepping up, though, runs up the middle with a 35 to the 40. 45 to the 50. Fields running away from the Lions at the 30, the 20, the 15. Down inside the 10. Justin Fields all the way down to the 7 or 8-yard line. Calling all Bears fans. Get the ultimate VIP fan package with Chicago Bears VIP. Score a game ticket and appearance from Bears legends and more by visiting ChicagoBearsVIP.com. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus. Just heard the 60-yard scramble. After a while, you know he's had five now six of these fifty-plus yard runs. You're thinking, "Oh my gosh, is this just normal for Justin Fields?" And it kind of is.
2: Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Uh, you know, he's a, a dynamic player, and uh, that 60-yard run was pretty special. You know, and again, he's uh, does a really good job when he gets to the open field of really, ch- you know, pouring on the gas there. And uh, he did a good job there setting up a score.
1: Overall, the point totals have been interesting this season. It's almost in chapters. So I think it was 15. 15- Points, six points per game of the first six games of the year then 29 points a game over the next five and now 14 and a half points in the last five what is that a function of because obviously things were climbing right now on the on the other side of that hill a little bit
2: first of all you look at uh, you know the defenses that you're playing you know because you playing sometimes you're playing a little bit weaker opponent um, with defensively and you certainly always got to look at that you know you play in the bills who are really a really stout defense, you know, and also the Eagles. But I also think that it comes down to execution, you know, and it also comes down to also the lineups, you know, who do you have in there? What's your offensive line in front of you? Is it a combination of receivers the same? You know, are you healthy during that stretch? So it's a couple of different things. You look at the opponents you're playing, you look at, you know, the, you know, the, the complement of players that you have with you. And then obviously the health of those players, that's always important for execution.
1: Got to talk about the offensive line in that vein, because, uh, so much change and we talk about it almost every week here but man you thought you were getting whole yesterday and two guards go out again yeah um, yep and, it uh, how early managing, too. How and how you yeah, manage how you yeah that happened pretty early so was it was really the
2: same thing the week before you know you lose two guys uh you know early or a couple of weeks ago you lose two guys and you don't have two receivers but uh you know it's always hard when you have that hit in the middle of your offensive line because um you know that's where the pressure comes the fastest you know, when you have pressure right
1: up the middle there, um, it's certainly the quarterback feels that. And that was a, certainly an effect we had yesterday. Uh, Braxton Jones dealt with a different kind of pass rusher in James Houston. He hasn't played much this season, certainly saw him on tape and what he's done. But his bend and his uh, – that, that man was a challenge yesterday, wasn't he? And and Braxton said, you know, i I got to get my pad level down.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's much of the same. You know, he's just got to get his pad level down, got to understand how to anchor his bull rush and, uh, you know, get his pads down there and – uh Use uses length, you know, because he does have length, he does have that, and he's been improving on that. But, again, yesterday he had a couple shots there where he wasn't good enough.
1: You know, we touched on Dieter Iceland um, uh, last week. He's a South African rugby player that's learned how to play professional football. Right. I've uh, been on the practice squad here for several years. How is he coming along? I mean, he's thrown in there, obviously, and he's you got to know him well during practice over the course of the season on the practice squad, but overall.
2: No, he's done well. He's a very smart guy. Um, you know, he's, he executes well. Um, you know, he's uh, played guard, he's played center, so he's a guy that can fill in all three spots right there. And he's been in a backup role for us. And then uh, he was thrown into the fire there the last couple of weeks. And he's had some solid, he's had some solid snaps
1: in there. And uh, again, he's, he's uh, a guy that uh, helps us in our depth. All right, let's talk about Justin because at the news conference earlier today, suggesting that not sure yet if he will play uh, for week 18, uh, as you will look at the entire health of the football team. I'm sure people are our minds are running wild on what that means. What what does it mean right
2: now? Yeah, it just means exactly that. I mean, we're looking at the whole health of the football team, you know, uh, from offensive line to receiver to quarterback to to running back to make sure we're doing what's in the best interest of our of our whole football team, and that's including the guys on defense. So, we'll look at the here here in the next 24 hours and figure that out and uh, put our heads together and make good make a good decision.
1: You know, a guy like Justin, he does not want to sit for any reason, he makes that clear every time he takes the mic. He thinks every snap is a blessing, right? Um, so, how do you look a player in the eye if you have to come to that decision uh, to tell your starting quarterback? You know, like I
2: said, I said in the in the post game presser that if he's ready to go, he's going to go. You know, and we'll see where that is. And uh, again, we got to assess everything where it is right now and go from there.
1: Uh, the Bears have done an unbelievable job running the football this year. Still number one in the league. Would you? Uh, Mean something will it mean something we touched on it a couple weeks ago i think yeah. you did say that to get the three thousand, they have justin get his record if he is going to play um are they just in the big picture what do they mean it's 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 maybe it will impact a winner or a loss but overall though it is it is what you want to be yeah so if, I you, mean, if it's, you could it's, be the top dog in the league it's something absolutely why not
2: absolutely it's it's always good you know you're looking at those stats you know we've had a chance you know to be up there and, and run defense you know in the past and we've been you know one and then we've also been you know in the top five I certainly think it's cool when you end up being number one um you know it's important and uh, our offensive squad's doing a great job they've done a great job all year running the ball you know and that's uh the, the you know really the three-headed monster you, you got Demo you got Herbert and then you got Fields and you know Fields is a big part of that um it was a big part of that yesterday with 132 yards I want to say 134 yards um rushing the ball so it's uh it's always uh, exciting to watch, and it is important to us. And uh, we'll see where it goes this week.
0: The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus is sponsored by Verizon, Bett Rivers, and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak.
1: Jones, this time, going to take it about eight yards deep. He's coming out this time. Middle of the field, trying to get that edge of the 10, does 15, 20. He's got some blockers at the 25 to the 30, 35 to the 40 to the field. He's brought down in Lions territory. So it looks like a 63-yard return for Bayless Jones. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus. Jeff Joniak here. Uh, Actually, stop by the Miller Lite Ultimate Tailgate located at the Field Museum. On Sunday, open for Bears fans of all ages, two hours pregame and one hour postgame. It's always a good time. That was the Velas Jones kickoff return, 63 yards, and he continues to put one on tape every week, it seems. He's up to over 29 yards of return.
2: Yeah, so that was, uh, we had 17 seconds to go in the half. Uh, we had just forced him to kick a field goal. Um, and it's unfortunate that play before that we didn't keep them uh, out of bounce on that. They actually wound the clock on that one. I was already out of timeout. So they got a chance to bleed the clock down from one Oh five to seven. I think the 17, I think it was somewhere in there it was 17 seconds to go. When we kicked it. Um, Valus Jones, we told him, Hey, bring it out no matter what. Okay. So I think it was like nine deep. It was, you know, eight or nine deep at the end zone. And we had a bounce right on there. So he ended up doing a great job of bouncing out to the right. Had some great blocking on that, on that play. Um, you know, uh, uh, AJ had a great block on that. AJ Thomas. AJ Thomas. Uh, Another uh, rookie. <laughs> Ebner, Ebner had two knockdowns on that. Um, uh, KB had a great, a really good block on that as well. Um, Gates had a good block. You know, so there's a lot of good blocks. Elijah had a good block on that. You know, so there's a lot of good blocks that set that up, and uh, he just turned the corner with his speed, and we were one block away from uh, taking that all the way. You know, and ended up getting stopped at the 45 yard line and then we had seven seconds to go, and then we, were, we just didn't operate good enough on the bounce play. The Lions had a good alignment um, on that particular play with uh, seven seconds to go and no timeouts, and uh, but we gave
1: ourselves this chance. Did they show on tape, a one defensive lineman, and that drop everybody back? I mean, Yeah, so what they did you, is yeah, – yeah. you they see get, that before? Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they
2: get in the sideline defense, so that's what they did. They put their defensive ends on the sideline. That's who actually picked the pass.
1: Yep, you know? Aiden so, Hutchinson. Yep. Yeah, so
2: they put their ends on the sideline. They have one defensive lineman, and, you know, everybody's playing outside man because they know you have to get to the sideline. So it was a good alignment by them. That cat
1: has three interceptions this year. I always find it fascinating in the 103-year history of this sport that many times this season – the first ever, the first ever, the fir- first rookie this, first rookie that. You would assume that some of these things have happened before, but does it ever fascinate you to look at th- things like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys are these guys are pretty amazing. You know, they're amazing athletes,
2: and they can do amazing things, and they're certainly getting better every single year, so that doesn't surprise me.
1: All right, back to Valus. He was at the podium uh, here earlier today, uh, very confident about where he's headed, knows he has to understand the offense a lot better to be a more uh, impactful role player in that, uh, but he's feeling – Good about his kick returns, and at least it's something to build on for next year. He admits that hamstring early in the preseason was a downfall for him.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's been working. Uh, it's important for him to uh, just keep working and doing a good job of staying in the moment. You know, I told him in the hallway uh, earlier, I said, hey, this is all about you and your coach uh, getting together and, and improving and keep improving, and it's paying off for you. You know you're doing a great job with the kick returns. You're obviously very dynamic back there, and that's that's just him. You know the edit like I just said earlier. You got to have all those guys blocking for you, and when they believe, and Bears fans know this, that when they believe that a kick returner can take it to all the way, the guys will block a little bit longer and a little bit harder for you. And our guys are really starting to do that, so we're excited about where that's going. And he's done a good job. You know he had a 13 yard uh, gain on a jet sweep yesterday, and there's uh, great blocking by uh, Griff. And, and Cole on that particular play um, to capture the edge. And he, he's doing a really good job of listening to the coaching because he's got to bubble that out a little bit and not cut it back. He's just got to capture the edge and he did a really good job with that for a 13-yard gain. So he's learning all the details to everything on offense, and uh, Tyke Tolbert's doing a good job working with him.
1: Why not just let Velas return all of them? Because to me – there's nothing to lose at this point. Why not get as much experience with that as possible?
2: Yeah, I mean, because, you, you, you know, you're trying to save, you know, a, a first down. You know, you don't want to get tackled on the 15-yard line when the ball's going to go out, you know, 10 more yards than that. So you're just trying to do a good job of not giving up a first down and creating a field position for your uh, offense. You know, if it's kicked out, it's kicked out. We'll take that. Um, again, if it's a must-have or they or they put some hang time on it and put it on the goal line, we're certainly going to uh, return that.
1: Bears Coaches Show rolls on. Here from Haddleston with Matty Flusichek of WBBMs. Traffic and weather together on the 8s with Brian Peck. Well, Jeff, Dan Ryan now uh, has
3: an accident, but it's in the express lanes. It's inbound, uh, a little bit backed up, 47th to 43rd. We get a crash with injuries there. It is in a lane. Uh, Emergency crews are there to uh, help out now, but it is backing up, so your express lanes are about two minutes slower on the inbound side, so stay in the locals for the Dan Ryan. Outbound, you look great. You're 12 minutes out to the split. I-57 Bishop Ford looks pretty good. DuSable Lakeshore Drive, you're uh, slow southbound and northbound only because of the dense fog. Really, not a lot of traffic, but CTA is not running buses on Lake Lakeshore Drive due to the dense fog. They are just rerouted. They're still running, but rerouted. Also, very foggy in northwest Indiana, 8094, both directions. Just take it slow, take your time, and get there safely. Weather, uh, traffic and weather together on the 8th. Next traffic at 748 News Radio, 1059 WBBM.
1: The Advocate Aurora Health Live Well app makes it easier to connect to your most important health information anytime, anywhere, so you can focus on getting the most of every moment, game day, and every day. With access to health information, virtual visits, and healthy recipes, the app puts your health at your fingertips virtually anywhere. So download the Live Well app today. Advocate Healthcare, the official healthcare partner of the Chicago Bears.
3: Football legends weren't born making game-changing touchdowns. They started out like the rest of us, playing with the neighborhood kids. And while it wasn't the playground or the local field that made them great, those places did give them the opportunity to become great. At PNC, we believe every kid deserves a place to play and learn. Over the years, we've teamed up with the Chicago Bears to give the kids of Chicago learning resource centers that spark curiosity. PNC Bank and the Chicago Bears, just one way we're making a difference. The PNC Financial Services Group, Inc., all rights reserved.
1: Traveling to an away game to watch the Bears win big? Get ready to celebrate. Celebrated a little too much? Time to sleep in. Slept in and gonna miss that flight home? Time to change your flight without paying change fees, thanks to United. So, when will you worry about getting back? Tomorrow, maybe? United, proud to fly the Chicago Bears. Does not include basic economy unless a United waiver applies. Exceptions apply for certain international flights. At JLL, we buy, build, manage, occupy, and invest in a variety of assets, including industrial, commercial, and retail real estate. Together, we share a commitment to our people, our clients, and our community, and reimagining what real estate can be for those who use it. For more information, visit JLL.com. JLL, we shape the future of real estate for a better world. What do you call a group of friends decked
3: out in orange and blue who hug and toast with Miller Lite after every great play and in between
0: endless choruses of the bears? You call it Miller Time in Chicago. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2022 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
1: In today's environment of uncertainty and rising costs, more and more families are turning to home solar systems to provide more stability and permanently lower their energy bill. We are Revolution Solar, your local solar provider and proud partner of the Chicago Bears. We are changing the solar industry by giving families the option of exploring what solar can do for them from the comfort of their own home with a 15-minute virtual presentation. No pressure, no money out of pocket, call to schedule your appointment today.
0: The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Aberfloos and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues.
1: Snap, drop, looking to throw, pressure, and down he goes! Dominique Robinson, the sack set up by Travis Gibson on the outside. His first sack since week one when he had a second and a half against the San Francisco 49ers, a sack of nine yards. Back on the Bears' coaches show, one of two sacks on the day. Travis Gibson gets credit with the sack. We all thought Dominique Robinson uh, also deserves at least a half on that one. We'll see what the NFL does. Matt Eberflus back with you. Stop by the Miller Lite Ultimate Tailgate located at the Field Museum. Open for Bears fans of all ages, two hours pregame and one hour postgame. What would you think of the play? Yeah, you know, I was thought it was, a,
2: it was a boot pass. You know, they did a really good job of uh, – Gibson did a great job of pulling them up. You know, and I think that's, uh, you know, something that we've been working on um, this week and uh, that they've hit on us before. And I thought the guys did a nice job of executing that play.
1: I know there wasn't a ton, but I, I cobbled together all the nice pressures of yesterday. Joe Thomas had one. There was a good married pressure and coverage and a pass breakup by Harrison Hand. He had um, Nate Sudfeld sacked by Justin Jones. Uh, it's it's better than nothing, but you know it was something, and it did show one thing. No quarterback likes the pressure, but with that particular quarterback, while he's had a great year, even a little bit of pressure throws him off, and it's an incompletion here, or he has to get rid of the football. I know that's been a big topic all season long, and I, 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 are you confident in the future when when you get this thing going the way you want that that pressure will be? Significant,
2: yeah. There's no doubt, and pressure comes with uh, when you get guys that you know are pressure players, you know. And I thought Justin Jones did a really good job of pressure. yesterday, he had a couple good hits on the quarterback. You know, Dominic Dominic had a had a good pressure even on that the defensive pass interference that they called on fourth and four. Um, Dominic hit him on that play, and that was that was a, a good play to see. Our guys, I thought, did a good job of looking back at the ball. You know, for that one, you know, I thought that we did a really good job of stopping them on that down. Um, I thought they played it the right way. Um, you just got to really just get your hands off of the player. But they're both they're all going back for the ball, looking at the ball. So we'll see where that goes. You and talking again, about the end zone? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Help, help me out on that yeah, one, So too.
2: Yeah, so go, uh,
1: Kyler got it the was, flag. It was yeah.
2: Kyler got the flag, and DHC were back there in the deep part of the field. And we had really good coverage on that fourth and four. And, again, that was a critical down. That was a really critical down in the critical moment in the game. You know, it was on their first drive. So – I thought the guys did a really good job of looking back for the ball once they saw the ball was underthrown, and the back judge did not call the foul. You know, the, the, I think the field no, judges, judge or side judge did, yeah. and uh, but again, that's that's their opinion on it. But again, I thought it was a clean play.
1: You've had a bushel of these types of things this year, haven't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. You're always going to have adversity, you know, and then sometimes it comes through officiating, sometimes it comes through your opponent, but uh, um, it can come in many
1: forms. All right, so let's. Step back with that a little bit, and I want only to talk about you now. I know it's the whole team, but as a first-time head coach, how would you summarize everything that's gone on that you've adjusted to, learned about, and, and try to keep it Matt Eberflusi-focused?
2: Yeah. yeah, I would say that uh, you know certainly the game management side of it is something that you have to dive into as a head football coach. And uh, you know Harry Freeze does a great job with uh, with me working through that. Uh, we take about 400 and some plays every single week um, that we watch. It takes about four hours uh, to look at and to make sure, you know, un- you know, just work hours. And we look at all the end of halves. We look at all the end of games. We look at every fourth down in the league. And we look at all the challenges in the league. So we're constantly educating ourselves uh, to make sure we're on top of our game management side of the game, when to call timeouts, all those things. But uh, um, we've done that all year. And we've done it every single week. We start on Thursday and we end on Friday. So uh, that's been really good. That's number one. You know, and then really just uh, you know, laying the foundation for the football team. That's your job as a head coach. And, uh, and I, I feel we've done a really good job of that, of laying that foundation for our football team, something to stand on um, for
1: the future. What does uh, Harry do, for those who don't know who Harry is? Yeah, he's in
2: analytics. He's in analytics for us, and he's also there on game day, and he also works with me on game day. He also has a headset. He's up in the – the press box.
1: Aside from the obvious wins and losses, do you have any personal regrets on anything this season? You may not even want to share what those may be or not, but I mean, you're a very confident man. You're, you believe in what you believe. You have strong conviction. So I would assume, you know, you lay it all out there. So that's my impression. What, what would you say? Yeah,
2: I don't have any regrets. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in, in the direction we're going and the foundation that we've laid and uh, in the in the personal relationships that we've built, you know, throughout the course of the team. Uh, like I said, we have a very young football team, a lot of first and second year players that are going to be on this roster. And, and uh, we certainly are, are you know, uh, enjoyed building those
1: relationships. You know, you'd, you'd hate to have a guy who's banged up and suffer an injury that will complicate 2023. You can't play scared, but those things do crop up, and, and I'm sure it'll be a discussion point with you and General Manager Ryan Poles this week.
2: Yeah, that's so, that's you know, our, our eyes are forward to Minnesota, um, for sure, and, and we're excited about playing at noon at Soldier Field, and and we're always going to look at that. You know, this being the last game, of course, we're going to look at the health of the football team to make sure we're making good decisions for the football team, and if guys are ready to play and they're healthy, they're going to play. And if they're, you know, banged up a little bit, then we got to have a discussion.
0: The Bears Coaches Show continues exclusively on the home of the Bears, Chicago's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, 105.9
1: WBBM. Final segment of the Bears Coaches Show, not only for tonight, but for the season. Matt Eberflus here. We'll take a look at the Vikings coming up in just a moment as well, but uh, still looking back and looking forward at the same time. Uh, That's something that fans do every single week of the season. They jump ahead more than anything, and that's okay. It's fun for the fans, right? It's fun for us to to analyze it as well as announcers and so forth. But for you guys, it's a minute-to-minute grind. It's hard to look past anything.
2: Again, that's every week. We we do that every single week, and again, it's got to go through three things. You know, the medical staff has got to clear them, right? The player has to look good in practice, right? And then the player has to feel good about his performance as he goes out there. And that's same thing I said about Justin, you know, weeks ago when after the Atlanta game, you know, going into the Jets game. So it's always going to be those three things. And, again, we're going to have to assess that uh, for the whole football team like we do every week.
1: Where is the biggest development for the 2022 Bears? I would say that our foundation,
2: you know, the foundation of how we operate, you know, and you could ask anybody in the building uh, here that they understand how we operate. You know, we're – we're on time, right? we work hard, and we're respectful. And you can tell that throughout the entire building, the feedback that I've gotten back from, from it doesn't matter if it's the equipment, if it's athletic training, if it's PR, you know, Brandon and PR, anybody, they'll all tell you that, that these guys are hard workers. They're very, very diligent in terms of the being on time and putting the time in, but they're also respectful to everybody in the building. And you can be that way. You can be very competitive. Uh, as a football player, but also be very respectful to everybody around you and really helping others that are around you, too.
1: The unit that made the biggest progress.
2: I would, I would say that, you know, the quarterback. I would say the quarterback made the biggest progress this year. You know, just from, the, um, from us being able to utilize his skill set, and he really jumped onto the scene there midway through and uh, really did a good job of sustaining that, and uh, we're excited about where he's going.
1: How about a second? How about one on defense?
2: Yeah. I would just say the defensive backs, you know, to me, the defensive backs, um, not only, uh, the guys that were there to start, you know, uh, Eddie obviously had a really, really good year going for himself. I thought that was really good. Uh, the, the emergence of our two rookies, you know, Brisker and Gordon did a really good job of working through and getting better and improving. And they would be right up there with improving, you know, uh, throughout the course of the year, you know, and then the guys that have been in there, you know, you got Jalen and you know some other guys too, but, uh, I would say the secondary in general.
1: All right. And then on special teams, um, I know we want to talk about Trenton Gill too, but what would be on special teams?
2: Yeah, I would just say that the youth of our special teams groups, you know, because because we we've played so many rookies this year, I would just say that overall I thought our cover units did pretty good, you know, and that's that goes with our kicker and also our punter. You know, Trenton obviously did a really good job of, you know, for the most part, all year of, of punting, getting the ball out on time, you know, and, and really pinning them, you know, doing a good job with that as well. But uh, I would say the
1: cover teams. Yeah, Trenton on his birthday had a had a big day. He was used a lot, obviously, but uh, he had some really good kicks this year. Uh, the the pins, like you mentioned, uh, and when you marry that with a young team, to me, the one of the most impressive things with a, having eight or nine rookies on there, on those coverage and, and return units, penalties. Not many penalties on special no. teams. I mean, no. that's rare. For I mean, I mean, there's nothing more irritating for a coach, I would imagine, is a first-down penalty on offense, false start or a hold to set you back, or a special teams penalty that wipes out good field position and pins you deep.
2: Yeah, that's important for us. You know, we want to have zero penalties on special teams, and we've accomplished that goal a bunch of times this year, and we want to be disciplined, and the guys have done that.
1: All right, now it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. The Bears close out the season with the Vikings at Soldier Field. Noon kickoff on Sunday. Uh, Vikings uh, beaten by a red-hot Packer team right now, 41-17. Uh, they still have a shot, though, at the number one seed in the NFC. They're 12-4. and uh, Their quarterback has been outstanding this year, Kirk Cousins. It's been a passing offense. I mean, he's thrown the ball over 600 and almost 650 times. You know, that's... Half of that for Justin, just in comparison to think about how different things have been. Uh, but uh, you faced him a long time ago. Different, different team right now.
2: Yeah, I mean both teams are different yes, for sure. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's yes. for sure. But uh, you know, in that first game, I thought that the, you know they got out to a hot start, of course, uh, and then we got we did a good job of settling in, and then we had a chance to win it at the end. Um, You know, we end up not operating good enough in two minutes to win that game, but uh, it was or give us a chance to win it. But uh, again, it's always a divisional opponent. They're going to be in here wired in and uh, we got to do a great job of uh, going to compete against these guys. And
1: their team, we found out uh, it was one of their eight fourth quarter comebacks this season, which is an NFL record or at least one shy of an NFL record. Um, They have given up points. They've only given up uh, the Bears only get up 20 more points than the Vikings have this season. Yet they're 12 and four and. The Bears are 3-13. and Yeah,
2: and they've won a lot of close games. You know, they've uh, had a lot of close games um, at the end, and, again,
1: they've not been able to pull those out, and that's why the record is what it is. All right, another great receiver comes dancing down your 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 driveway here. Uh, I think the Bears have faced the top seven receivers in the league in yards after the catch, which is a lot for one season. It's been a great test for you on secondary, and he will be again, Justin Jefferson. Yes,
2: yep. He's certainly dynamic in, in what a player he is. And again, we're going to have our hands full with him, and we've got to do a good job of setting up our defense uh, to be able to stop him.
1: And what are they doing on defense right now that catches your eye? Vikings. Uh, Minnesota? Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, much of the same. You know, they're still playing a lot of shell defense, playing a lot of jam front, so uh, doing much of the same what they've done before.
1: All right. Uh, Matt, as is it for the year. i got to tell you, I know a coach's time is uber-valuable. But we do appreciate the hour you've spent for 18 consecutive weeks. I think it's that long, plus preseason. But uh, it's been a pleasure to get to know you and appreciate your professionalism and character and answering all these questions every week, even though it's been a year of uh, significant adversity, but also uh, a year of great hope, too, because it's proven that... uh, with the right foundation good things are going to happen so i want to thank you for everything
2: well i want to thank you too i really appreciate your your uh questions you know they're very it's very easy to be on this show with you and
1: you've done a great job i, I appreciate, appreciate it, it. Yep. and uh have a great uh final game and we all look forward to it i know everybody needs a little break but uh, it's not going to stop the grind continues right? that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yes it will that's for sure I want to thank our producer, uh, Lisa Fielding, along with Andy Gersher, Dan Brilly, and Jordan Chetta for all their help over the course of the season. For Matt Eberflus, I'm Jeff Joniak. We'll be at home on Soldier Field turf Sunday, nine o'clock. Our pregame show, noon the kickoff against the Vikings. Stay tuned. News continues on 105.9, where CBS News is next at the top of the hour. We join Monday Night Football on 780, Buffalo and Cincinnati. This is News Radio 105.9 WB. Good night, everybody.
0: WBBM Chicago and WCFS FM at HD1 Elmwood Park, Chicago.
1: Always live on the free Odyssey app.